Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting pseudo live from the Seven Stars Bar and Grill in San Jose. Would you check my pulse? No, I just mean that by the time they hear this, it's not going out live. But uh, we, this is like an all Star Wars night at the Star Wars Bar, uh, the Baskin Cantina, if you will. Never been more alive. <laughs> there we are, because we're also competing for space with the South Bay Star Wars Fan Club, and this is the. Uh, this is it. The last podcast of 2015. We're going to talk about the only thing that's worth talking about at the end of 2015, which is Star Wars. But we're going to sneak some other stuff into, just not a lot, because we've got a lot to say about Star Wars. But I'm not alone tonight, of course. Uh, to my right, we've got a very special guest. Always special when, I, when I'm here, Sal Pizarro. Yes. yes. And to my left, another special guest. Uh, Drew Campbell. There we go. And, of course, announcing our man in Los Angeles... And running the board and trying to keep his sanity through the Darth Maul cocktails. I'm Rick Brett Snyder. There we go. Slowly turning to the dark side. <laughs> Slowly? You have a good goatee, heavens. Rick? I'm only a quarter of the way through. He, he's trying to not be seduced by the light. Oh, yes. There's no light here. I got to bring it up to the new one. All right. Yes, you're right. Hmm. Is there? Mm. It's already a meme, huh? So we are here just to. Uh, well, we do have a little bit of other stuff because there's some Doctor Who things happen. But that's for the end of the night when uh, Nate's no longer interested in being part of the podcast. We'll just start bringing up the Doctor Who stuff. Because in two days there is a Doctor Who special coming I hear as a well. baby crying. Yes, and that's, he's got the best built-in excuse you could have. Uh, but let's talk Star Wars. So uh, let's go through the process here, first of all. Two of the people at the table sat through seven let's movies in a row. with the crawl. Let's start, start with, with the crawl. crawl. No, we're not going to do a moment by moment. That's yeah, two crawl, hours and 15 the minutes. The crawl. Oh, let's start with crawl. Okay, so Kent. <laughs> the glaive. The glaive. to you. Yes. Okay. And where was the Cyclops? Anyway, you guys were at actually at Oak Ridge. Were you in the same theater? We yeah. were in the same theater. Absolutely. And we just didn't know. For, we were there for well, at least 19 hours together yeah. without oh knowing gosh. We, were, we were together. I was there for 24 Who's you guys? hours. Sal and Drew? Sal and Drew. Yes. Sal and Drew. Yes, we were. Uh, that was quite the experience. I'm very glad I did it. I will never do it again. <laughs> I, I believe the first thing. I think the second thing is a lie. <laughs> I think I, we're two playing years, two truths and a lie. I was, I was so exhausted by the time episode seven wrapped up. I, I don't know that I even knew my name. Whether I, I thoroughly less. believe you will not watch, sit down and watch episodes one through seven again in a, a theater. Correct. I, I will watch them in like the two weeks leading up to episode episodes eight. one through eight. Sure, no, sure, I, sure. Yeah, I understood. <laughs> but what if they did like a seven eight double feature? Uh, maybe a seven eight double feature. That that would be okay. 
Oh, food's on it. Oh, there's food oh, coming. Got food. No. Uh, did they go? Put it wherever he says you can put it. You just set it right down on the wires there. That's fine. There you go. Yeah, sorry. You'll edit this out, right? No. Okay. This is ambient. This is, this Every, is, this everybody, is part of it. There we everybody go. wants to know that I, the I, chicken strips have arrived. I think if they did a four through eight next time, well, it would be just as sold out as this one was. Oh, sure. Um, well, you know, that's. I, it'll bring up a question. I've seen uh, people uh, asking online, uh, you know, that had not bothered book one through three. I know what my answer was when they asked this was, did they need to have seen one through three before they saw episode seven? My answer was no. No, they but don't. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a diehard Star Wars completist, so sitting through uh, just uh, four, five, and six for the marathon would have been uh, uh, a sacrilege. And so. I saw someone show up during uh, just before seven. Yeah, there was, which was odd because they paid the full marathon right. price. They paid fifty bucks and didn't get there. Why would you do that? I have no idea. Yeah. Bragging did, rights. Did you get a T-shirt? Yeah. Did maybe you get anything? Snuck in. We got a we got a special lanyard, a Star Wars lanyard with a, a kind of a neat thing, and they gave us uh, free uh, special three D glasses, the the Star Wars three D glasses that the theaters were selling. They gave us uh, uh, and free, you had your choice of those. those. Which ones did you get? So. My freebie, I got a, a Kylo Ren, and then later on in the day, I just bought all four again because they had them all four for twelve bucks. So I wanted them all. They, they told me the star, the stormtrooper ones were going fast and were the most popular, but I ended up getting the BB-8 ones because I have kids, and sure, my my son is wearing them like they're regular glasses now. That makes perfect sense. So is that okay for his eyes? Well, we'll find out in a few years. Okay. Oh, yeah. Of course it is, Derek. It's fine. I know. I'm sitting. At, I'm sitting at a table with essentially four people wearing glasses, and I'm not. So maybe we got the jeans. You know, <laughs> how many fingers? Am or I maybe you up? didn't spend your <laughs> formative years wearing 3D glasses for <laughs> no reason. Been, that, yes. may, that may have been the problem. Um, the uh, theater actually really hooked us up. I, I was I was pretty impressed with that, how they dealt with it. Again, the tickets for the whole seven movies was relatively inexpensive considering what a movie oh, costs yeah. these Sounds days. Sounds like was, they lowered the food prices too. And, yeah. and that's exactly it. They they really took care of us. We were I was there for twenty four hours, and there were people there much longer than I was. They hooked us up with uh, two dollar uh, hot dogs, two dollars sodas, sodas, any size soda, two bucks. Um, uh, dibs, ice, the, the, dibs. I, the ice creams yeah. uh, were all two bucks all day for us. So. And, and this was a crowd that was eating hot dogs, popcorn, and Coca Cola at two in the morning. Yeah, it and was. They had no problem. I mean, they were they were going through hot dogs like nobody's business. And the staff at, at the uh, the Century Theater at Oak Ridge were phenomenal. At, yes. You know, in overwhelmed the, in the middle of the phenomenal. night, they were just friendly and really attentive. And uh, they took care of us. Uh, bun- uh, you know, an entire theater full of uh, seething, uh, freaking out uh, Star Wars fans. You know, the, th- the thing that surprised me is that there's signs all over that theater that say "Consume all food before you you even set foot in this place." And I swear, I just saw bags of Chipotle everywhere in that theater. Wow. Oh yeah, they didn't care. Cool. They didn't care if, if, if you had a marathon stuff in. If you had a marathon lanyard on it, you owned the theater yeah. for the whole day. It was it was kind of So what time did it start? Cool. 3 a.m. was episode 1. Um, okay. There was about 15 minutes between movies. Yeah, yeah 15 breaks. 20 minutes and there was an hour in between trilogies for uh, for a lunch break. 
if you wanted to run down to the mall and or, or, sure that you could or write a column a for the Mercury News, which is what I did during my lunch break. <laughs> well, there you go. Was, was, there, was there any point with all these people in the theater, arguably hardcore Star Wars fans, yeah. was there any point during the first six films... That any the the audience had a reaction to what went on on the screen? Did they, oh, or were wow. they all just blasé? Oh, we were cheering every single time the the crawl started. Every yep. time the 20th and century fox, time the 20th century fox uh, fanfare fan started, we yeah. all was singing along with it. Um, I did have a couple of guys next to me uh, that any of the changes in the special editions of the original trilogy they boo at. Uh, which was kind of a, a pain, but was other this than like that, a fight club thing was that actually you next to you? No, no, I, okay. I don't boo at that stuff. I love that stuff. So what, what um, I noticed was during uh, certainly episode two, there's a lot of really, I mean, there's cheesy lines throughout the prequel, but there's a lot of really smarmy stuff that Hayden Christensen says. Oh yeah, and people were just hooting openly. It was like Mystery Science Theater. Almost I mean, episode yeah. two was very much treated like farts. For these people. When they he was whining it. or whatever, yeah. When he was whining, talking about sand. When he was stalking Padme and yeah, talking about, yeah. I haven't seen her in so long and it's intoxicating. People were just really getting into it and getting very verbal, which that was a really kind of. I think we were just all loopy because it was about five thirty six in the morning. Yeah, the adrenaline had worn off at that point for a lot of people. You're not my dad. Well, <laughs> what, one of the, one of the I think especially from episode two, my favorite moment was when uh, uh, Padme looked at, at Anakin and said, oh, you'll always be that little boy on Tatooine. Oh, yeah. And the entire theater was just like, burn! And uh, it, was, it was very cool. Empire, it was very community. The, the, the kiss between Leia oh, yeah. and Luke and Empire. Everybody well, ewed. I was going to ask, you know, yeah. Yeah, with those moments that now we like, know. Ew. Yeah, there was a lot of response from the audience. Uh, and I was actually very impressed with how uh, cool everybody was to each other. You know, no, there was nobody trying to steal everybody's seats or anything like that. Uh, everybody was real friendly, and you, you don't expect that in a the movie theater anymore. And uh, it, it was it was nice to be around but, similar people. Right, but exactly, though, that would be a screening where, I mean, you are a diehard in there. Everybody has the same the same fandom. It is different than if you go to see... Some other, you know, some sure, other but movie I, you have to started. understand from my point of view, I expect everybody to be a jackass. So, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm always pleasantly surprised when that's not the case. I right. was sitting next to a woman who I because I went on my own. I could not get any of my adult friends to go with me. My son desperately wanted to go with me, and I told him, "No, you're four. You have to right, wait." Right. And so I ended up. Getting very lucky. By the way, that's a scarring uh, formative experience, and not only will we need glasses, but he'll also need therapy. Well Well, done. Trust me. Well, he had to work in the morning. Yeah. 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 Uh, He had to go to the sweatshop. But I was lucky. I scored an aisle seat, which at my age felt really good because I knew, you know, I could stretch my legs, get up, go to the bathroom if I needed to. But I ended up sitting next to a woman who I didn't know. She was 27, and before episode one, I introduced myself to her and said, Hi, I'm Sal. Her name was Kirsten. And she said, I said, Hi, Kirsten. I said, We're going to be neighbors for the next, you know, 18 hours. So we might as well say hi and know each other. Yeah. And sure enough, we were neighbors and she was great. Uh, I ended up writing about her. Her parents, their first date was Star Wars. 
Oh, cool. And that's sort of why, how she got into it and why she was there. Yeah, okay. See, so, you know, that's a, that's a thing I've been trying to figure out culturally. Has there been something like this filmically? I mean, I'm sure there are bands that maybe like seeing the Rolling Stones is like this. But filmically, has there been a franchise... So inculcated into the into people's lives oh. that this passing down, where I say like my son is exactly the same age I was when I saw what was still just called Star Wars then, before it was even Episode Four, you know, and and so and that's where I see a lot of families, a truly generational thing. You called this a religious experience, Drew. I kind of feel like that's what it is. It's become I say that jokingly, but it is no, not it, unlike. Well, well, you know, I, I don't mean that I'm saying George no, Lucas is God. No, but I, I mean that there's something like going. It doesn't matter that I would agree. Uh, the Force Awakens hits a lot of the same beats, or oh, sure. all the same beats of A New Hope. Actually, most of the trilogy, but it's now it's like going to mass you're going you know in, in a strange way it's like sure. you're going and you're experiencing and hopefully experiencing it with your son with your kids and moving on and, and as a community yeah. everybody's well behaved for it for seven movies because they're part of this community right right and uh, another they're thing part of the Star Wars parish if you will well and another thing that was heartening uh, that I noticed as I because I was actually pretty close to the front uh, when I look back I, I was a hundred percent pleased to see just as many women as men doing the the, the hardcore twenty four hour oh, nerd absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Well, I, I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting. You don't the, find that in all levels of fan, fandom. Exactly. You don't, don't find that at a game gaming convention. Right. No. You don't no, find no, that. I I understand, but I think Star Wars is, breaks a lot of those actual rules. equal numbers sure. for something as 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 grueling as a. 24-hour marathon. And honestly, I mean, and this went beyond, I think, general Star Wars fandom. You have to commit to something here. And I think stereotypically you'd say, oh, it's going to be the young guys who do this. Yeah. But it, this event totally disproved that, and yeah. that was great to see. Everyone around me, most of the people around me were women, and including one woman that's always the way it is with you, Sal. Well, it is. It's yeah. just the look I have. Yeah. Uh, but she was. <laughs> Where did those nice, women come nice, from on you? By the couch. That's weird. I they almost lost my potato ago. skin. And there's, yeah. and there's gonna be, I'm sure there will be a young woman sauntering up next to me soon. If there wasn't the blockade here of uh, Drew and uh, Derek. Yeah, they scare them away. That's what we do. But there was a woman there uh, down the road from me who works at a bar, and she drove there with a co-worker after her shift at like 2 a.m. And her mom was joining her from episode 4 on. It's like, wow. Her and her mom bonding moment. Yeah. And yeah. it's not... Well, and that's not the common story. The common story is me and my dad. That gets me back, and my mom. What a great thing. That gets back to Derek's original question, which was are there any other... He, in the lead-in was, are there any other franchises like this that have this kind of... Uh, the question... The que- question stops there there are another no other franchises like this because it's one continuous story over six films now arguably seven. now seven arguably yeah harry potter comes closest harry potter probably would be a, a good a good run at it but, but harry potter isn't really generational because not yet. that was eight film well right but i mean that, that when they do the the cursed child as a film and daniel radcliffe gets to gets to play it 
Sure, maybe. I'd also point out that Harry Potter did not have the large break between the first three. Well, no, that's what I was trying to get to. Three. That's what yeah. I was trying to get to. Is it's eight films in eight years? Yeah, basically. Right, and that's different. Now there is a generation, as we've talked about in the podcast before, right. that grew up with that in a way that I'm 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 always going to be appreciating from a distance. I like Harry Potter, but it doesn't have for me that impact of of my childhood and then, then it suddenly the only the closest thing I can come to but I think it's still too narrow is Doctor Who well, when you've seen yeah. 53 years yeah. of Doctor Who and you can pass on well, but the fandom it's not that deep into the culture right Star right. Trek has the generations as well and the longevity but I don't think Star Trek has the broad appeal that's Star Wars Star has. Trek is a lot of fractured stories too there yeah. are not there, this is not it's not one continuous story, and it, it jumps hundreds of years ahead. And you know, it's not. There's nothing like Star Wars. There's nothing like Star right. Wars. Right. I mean, we saw William Shatner age yes. die in Star Trek. We grew up with William. Two Shatner. mixed reactions. Yeah, but and there are some people that you know, as we know, right. there are some people that go Shatner. No, you know. Whereas this is definitely, say, a, a legacy quill, if you will. You know, it, it's passing. What time did? Force Awakens actually start for you guys. 7 p.m. Oh, 7 p.m. on the mm-hmm. dot. All right. So 3 a.m. Episode one, and then 7 p.m. Uh, Force Awakens. Oh. And, oy. Wow. It, it was, was something Thursday, to see them right? like that. You really? I mean, I ended up. No one. Few people are going to like the prequels, but I understood a little bit better both what Lucas was doing and the flaws were glaring in the prequels in terms of narrative. And when you look at, you could see where the money was being spent on the original trilogy, how Empire looked a little bit more expensive than Star Wars. Return of the Jedi looked a little more expensive. You could just see how Harrison Ford changed, how his acting style changed between episodes four and six. It was really neat to do that. And you could see just how wrong Lucas went. After you saw Force Awakens, you realize just how wrong he went with the prequels. Oh, them's fighting words. Yeah, let's not go there. I, instead, I want to ask you guys. Oh, let's go there later. Wait, wait a minute. What were your dreams like the next day? Did you have, did this recur, did, it, did you have, after this experience of 24 hours, did you have flashbacks to the experience? I was so exhausted, I couldn't tell you my name when okay. the thing was over. So yeah. I just, I literally got home uh, and slept for about 13 hours straight. But did it, I had actually the best sleep I've had in forever. When you woke up, did it stay in your consciousness? Did the experience? Did you keep on thinking about the film? So I had I had a very interesting. My initial reaction, and I'm, I know I'm not alone with, with this because I've been reading it all week. But my initial reaction was uh, that of confusion. I wasn't even sure that I liked the film. Okay. Uh, right, because I ran into you Friday night. Right, I was in line to see it again. And you said you wanted to write something for Fanboy Planet because you weren't sure you liked it, and you were, you know, so right. And that article's now been written for you know a sixteen hundred other blogs. So uh, you, it's not me. Or, um, okay, yeah. But but for me, being the diehard Star Wars fan and historian and what have you, um, there were a lot of little problems with the film, and they combined to make me sit there and question it. And then my, my reaction 
wasn't one of unconditional love immediately, which is what I was expecting. So I was very confused, uh, especially having been awake for 36 hours. Unconditional love can be confusing. Yes. It's it's an overwhelming sensation. It's absolutely true. Unreciprocated. That said, I liked it a lot more. The Star Wars movies don't love you. They love your wallet. It's true. It's true. Uh, I liked it a lot more upon the second viewing because I was able to let go of some of those issues I had with it. They still exist. Uh, they're still there. But it doesn't stop the film from being fun and uh, enjoyable. Right. I mean, you know, because the thing I, I'd say is when you go back and watch, you are a deeper fan than I am. Sure. Um, and I think you were probably younger when you saw them originally than I was. I was. So... Um, you know, but what I, I what I, I feel is like you go back and you watch them, even four, five, six. There are flaws. Oh yeah, in all oh, of them, and you overlook it huge. because there's a sensation, there's an emotion that you got to let watch wash over you. They're different style of flaws, though. I think I think there is some fundamental world building problems with Force Awakens that I think another ten minutes uh, of exposition peppered throughout the film. Would have uh, improved you mean when it. they're in Tatooine or no Jakku? Yeah, uh, no. Where some some very simple questions. If there's a republic, why do we need a resistance to fight right. the no, first I have order? That same, I right. have that same question. They, that's explained in ancillary materials. Right. So I know that answer. So now. how about right. guiding people to that but, while we go there? Where, where, um, so where that, do you go to find that? So that is available in the Star Wars: Force Awakens visual dictionary. Uh, which is uh, available for you know eleven bucks on Amazon. So uh, check that out. And they explain what the Republic is and why it's on Hosnian Prime and not Coruscant. And also, basically, the, the, the short version is that Leia was tired of being bogged down by the Senate and procedures and felt that the First Order needed to be oh, fought. So she just like her splintered dad. off and yeah. created the the Resistance. Well, that's great. That should have been in the movie. We should have known that. Uh, I felt that the uh, you're doing a spoiler warning on the front of this thing, right? This is this is totally spoiler on. Okay, yeah. um, I felt the destruction of an entire star system, specifically one that housed the the capital of the Republic, it has was no emotional content to it. None whatsoever. But did the Nobody of cared. Alderaan have that much emotional content? Absolutely, it? it did. Well, yeah, because, because, because Leia was from. Leia was from her planet. You knew it was her planet. Leia reacted to it. In Force Awakens, nobody had a reaction except for the folks on Hosnian Prime. You didn't even realize it was Hosnian Prime until the second viewing and reading a bunch of other stuff. You know what's interesting about that? And I don't want to divert too far. I want to get back back to where you're going. But Leia did react in the movies, but not so strongly as you might think. You know where her reaction has actually bubbled up is in the current run of the comics which take place after Star Wars A New Hope. Or the PTSD thing. And she, she, is, she is truly affected by the loss of Alderaan and everyone she knew on it. And it, it shows up in some of the other... In some of the, I mean, I remember in... Uh, what's the uh, Ocean's Eleven Star Wars book? Uh, uh, the Timothy Zahn one? The Scoundrels? Yeah. The Scoundrels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Leia doesn't figure in that one strongly, but her friend... Winter. Winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is deathly affected by it. Well, and, and, and the whole Alderaan thing's very, very heavily touched on in Lost Stars as well. And, okay, and, and yeah. to, to excellent effect. But my point is, in, in Force Awakens, this, the, the destruction of the quote-unquote Republic seemed to affect absolutely no one. And I had a problem with that. Yeah. I had, other, I had a ton of other 
tiny little complaints. Millennium Falcon Tokyo Drift. Oh, I love I love that. I want, I you know want what? Tokyo Drift 2. It was yeah. awesome. But how many times can this ship bounce gr- off the ground and still be okay? She's a tough old 37 bird. times. She's a tough old 37 times bird. it bounced off a sand dune. Um, that, again, a minor quibble. It was a fun sequence, but for a diehard, you know, minutiae uh, studying Star Wars nut, it bothered me. It bothers me that uh, Kylo Ren's given name is Ben when Leia spent... Leia they only yeah, they knew don't him. have the connection. That Leia, bothered me, too. Leia only knows him as Obi-Wan, and Han spent 20 minutes with him. Why did they name their kid Ben? Uh, you know, that's one of those... It's a little thing. Uh, it. I have no problem with the level of power that Rey displayed. My only problem with her force ability is how did she know to even try a mind trick? You know, if, if this whole thing was a myth, why would she even think to attempt that? Well, uh, I would say if you've got that myth, uh, and now we get really um, nerdy now. Well, and that's, if there's and that's a my myth, point. you know those things. Right. You do know those right. stories. Right. And so it's, and certainly if she was old enough, I mean, I'm sure there's a revelation in episode eight of who she is. Sure. You know, I, we, there are those suspicions that she may have had some training and forgotten them. And, and, and if that's the case, that's great. However, seeing a movie, I shouldn't have to go no, back. I agree with you. And that's with it. modern. That was my fear was going to happen with J.J. Abrams. Right. And I'm willing to forgive it all because I still enjoyed it overall. But it is exactly the thing that Abrams and Damon Lindelof do, that box in a box, and they set up questions. Right. And And I think a movie, unlike with you, even in a trilogy, when you saw New Hope, you wanted another episode. Right. No one knew you were going to get one. You didn't need it. It was encapsulated. Now, what I've had to tell several of my younger relatives, nieces and nephews, after this was when you end on a cliffhanger in, a, in The Force Awakens and say, at least you only have to wait two years. <laughs> when, you know, and less than, because it's going back to May, right? Uh, for, for Episode 8. No, it's going to... Oh, Ro- yes, it Rogue is. Rogue One is, is going to be is. December 1. You're right. But, but uh, whatever Episode 8 will be called is going to be May. And I said, but the thing is, yeah, when I sat Episode through, 8, The Force hit snooze. When, when I... Yes, there we go. That when I hit, when I saw The Empire Strikes Back in the theaters originally, and had no idea that it was going to end on a cliffhanger. Sure. And couldn't believe that it that it did. It's like we had to wait three years. Right. We didn't have the internet. Internet. We did not have clubs gathering to talk about. As I have said some many times did. on the podcast, in between Star Wars, <laughs> well, some of us were Weird. older. And, yes. you know, maybe, and some of us weren't. Well, Some of us, four of us gathered at the middle school and read passages of Splinter of the Mind's Eye out right. loud. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, know, yeah. Because the two girls were, like, so excited by the, what we now know as shipping uh, going on between Luke and Leia right. in Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which they'd all like to go, no, that was never written. We didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah. it got Alan, a little. Alan uh, Dean Foster wrote the novelization of Force Awakens as a, uh, as uh, a uh, apology. Yeah. <laughs> See, but but there it, is, it has awakened in me that I want to read the novel. I haven't read a novelization of a movie in forever. I've been reading the novelization. I'm I'm not terribly far into it. Um, there's a little more, but it's he's pretty he's pretty slaved to the screenplay, unfortunately. Well, but I, I'm just saying in general, this is a way. This has got me like wanting to buy the books. Yeah. I haven't wanted to buy the tie-in books in forever. Sure. 
But ta- popping the stack a little bit back to her not having any training, not doing anything, she was surprising herself throughout as the well. film as to what she was able to accomplish. You know, getting the Falcon off the ground and flying it like that, she did not know, and she was so excited when she was done with that that scene where she and Finn come together and are like, did you know you could do this? I, I have and no I, complaint about that. No, but and I want to say that. I mean, it's like... So let's. So it's an encouragement of her to try things, and to entertain the idea that the, there is this force that surrounds us all. And let's sure. bring in the controversy this week. You know that Max Landis, who uh, is a, oh. you know is, is brilliant uh, at gaining attention for himself, uh, he's almost the mo- that's like his greatest talent is to be talking about Ray as as a Mary Sue. And I thought if she'd been a male character, yeah, like no Anakin. Right. right. I mean, that's exactly. it. how was she any different than Anakin? Someone very gifted, and I, and this is not to turn into a rip on Max Landis because I should say I'm like tired right of now, him. I'm oh, so the, tired the of the internet. But American does that for Alien, us. the the comic book, the Superman book he's writing right now, still tired of him. Is great, but I'm tired of him as a personality. Yes. Shut up and write your books, and yeah. I'm fine. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Um, I don't care what else. So so, uh, coming out of it after the marathon, I had all of these little. Little whispering problems. I, I promise, by head. the way, listeners, that Max Landis has indeed stayed off Rick's lawn. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, he better. So, so the next night, I got to see it IMAX 3D, and uh, I was able to let go of all of that and just have fun with it, uh, and and see it for just the entertaining movie that it was. I still have issues. I still have questions that I feel should have been answered in this particular film. Yeah. That. We'll get in. We'll get answers in ancillary material. We'll get answers in episode eight. Uh, Is it worth it in IMAX 3D? Oh, I that was very it. pretty. I saw it the first time. I saw it in IMAX 3D, and I saw it in standard in real 3D the second time. And IMAX was just so much hmm. clearer. I want to do that, and I might do it this week, and I haven't had a chance. It is really super clear. I saw it in, t- in 2D because that was just the perfect, that was the time we could get in. You know, so I yeah. want to see it in 2D. I, I think I I'm going to do 2D, 2D tomorrow. So. There was one scene in 3D that I flinched oh at. Oh, my God. And it was a TIE fighter coming, coming oh, up from the outside. It was that one. So oh, for the Star Destroyer for, one. Exactly. Yeah. For me, it was the Star Destroyer. The, there's just that one shot, and it's the best 3D I've seen. Oh, yeah. Debbie said the, the Star Destroyer was pointing right at Dick's, Rick's head. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's this, this glory shot of this giant Star Destroyer, and it, just, it literally looked like it was out over the audience. And so little... Yeah. 3D actually uh, has that effect. This was this was definitely the you you've just sold me on that. I mean, I was and thinking I, about it anyway, but that's that's sold me. There's and I one love seeing shot. the crawl in 3D. Yeah, seeing the crawl oh, in yeah. 3D was really fun. Oh yeah, it was neat. Cool. So uh, yeah, uh, upon multiple viewings, I have less and less problem with it. So how how about the tragedy of what of what twists there? So okay. Well, there's two tragedies, right? There's there's Kylo Ren's parentage, yes, and and, <laughs> and then what he does and with how hair. Much, how much <laughs> and how much conditioner he goes through. That's right. Uh, yeah, because mask hair is horrible hair. Well, see, but you know, this is what I say. It's, it's I have this thing, and it's the same problem I have with when you think of the previous six movies. When you realize the arc is the redemption of a genocidal maniac. Sure. And everything is forgiven because he saves his son at the end, even though he's been responsible for the death. You have to treat this with almost like a fairy tale morality. Well, of course it's a fairy I mean, yeah. it's always been a fairy tale. The, right. And the Star Destroyers are just big dragons. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
uh, I think it is funny that everybody's like, he took off his helmet and his hair is so per-. It's like, did you really mistake this for hard science fiction? It's yeah. the force. It's the midichlorians keeping him body and force. There's going to be force shampoo coming out of this. Uh, and, and just to is there force shampoo? Anybody want to write in? Editor at fanboyplanet.com. So if, if just to, to, to break away for just a second, if you have not seen the Twitter account for Emo Kylo Ren. I have seen it. It is the funniest thing. Oh, yeah. uh, Dad, the Wookiee used all of my Garnier fruit teas. <laughs> uh, it's it's just fantastic. I highly recommend everybody and, look and you up know, my, Emo Kylo Ren. My only problem with that with everything about it is I, 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 I think I'm in a minority. I don't think that Adam Driver is that compelling an actor. So this is literally the first thing I've ever seen him do. I've seen him in a few things and just thought, oh, he's in that. I, I've he's never seen Girls. girls. Uh, but he was in that This Is Where I Leave You. Uh, he, he was in with Oscar Isaac, the, the Coen Brothers movie, a couple of years ago. And he's been like the hot. It's sort of like how Matthew McConaughey was a few years ago. Like, he's the hot new thing in acting. And I'm like, uh, he's all right. There's just nothing. I don't feel like he's super dynamic. And, and and nothing as Kylo. I thought he was. I, I but one of my only non complaints is that I thought everybody in the movie was fantastic. No, I, I liked him well enough, and I thought I thought Daisy Ridley was fantastic. I thought John Boyega. I've heard some clips like John Boyega overacts. I'm like, again, have you watched four, five, six? Yeah, exactly. Do you think this is Oscar caliber acting? Carrie killed me. I, I wasn't oh, sure she how was she right. was going to do do after being you know and it, and off the stage as it were for twenty on. years. But Can, what I would love to see out of this is Hamill getting the third act of his career. Yes, out of this. Yes, mm-hmm. because for so little time, and for really just right weepy eyes and expression. There's so much you can read into oh, yeah. less than a minute of screen time I can't, with no dialogue. I can't be alone, though, in expecting a Queen soundtrack at that moment, right? Oh, from Highlander? Oh, my God, I would <laughs> love that. Yeah. The, the force quickening? Oh, yeah. It, no, the, it's we, just I'd the, like to pretend the quickening didn't happen. Let's just shut up about that. Well, the right? quickening is the, <laughs> is, is well, the second yeah, one. But, well, no, no, that's no, the name, but that's, that's the, the action. That I'm sorry, I have a flashback when you just say quickening because of how bad that sequel was. But back, uh, I'll uh, scare you even further. The planet Zeist. Oh no no no! That didn't yeah. happen. There will be a fight in the parking that got, lot. That got rebelled away. <laughs> it did. The um, the idea that we have a villain who is himself. I mean, there's a lot of talk about how there's so many reused parts, like the analogs between Vader and Kylo and all this other stuff. But Kylo is flawed, not as not as perfect as Vader is. He's not as homicidal as Vader is. He take he took his anger out on the room. There's an there's yeah. an angry adolescent going on. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And it is, and people are criticizing that, but I think that's an interesting twist. I think it's a brilliant to, to make a guy him, not in control of himself. I think yeah. he's actually the Vader that Hayden Christensen would have turned into. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think well he's he's definitely in episode Good 2 point. Anakin. Yeah. He's yeah. he's in episode two, Anakin. He's got these goals. They're very they're very succinct, and, and he knows what the, he wants to be, and he's not going to be that. His, he's too close to his parentage, and I think that's why the the yeah. killing of his father was a, a big deal. And I oh, think that's it was for going to show. I mean, <laughs> for the character, and, and, and I wonder if Harrison Ford like purposely underplayed. Like I, because I walked out of that wishing that Han Solo would had some last word. 
some something a little more build up. But I thought, knowing Harrison Ford, it's like that's just not in Han Solo's character. And I thought it was beautiful how he just touched his son's face. Yeah. Oh, I understood that was a great what moment. was going on. That's what on. made me cry. And that's um, and the only thing that took me, me out cry. of the movie was Snoke. Because yeah. Snoke looks so CG to me. Okay. And so obviously yeah. we're going to see a great and powerful Oz thing going but on. But you remember the him, monkey, right? Which is why I believe which is right. why I believe he's Ewok. I believe he's wicked. Okay. Uh, you know, shaved Ewok. Or someone will totally buy into it. This will be revealed to be Jar Jar. There you go. <laughs> now, now well, well, you know, as the, long as you're the, going there. The going theory is that he's Plagueis. And, well, yeah, I, I, don't I don't necessarily don't, buy that one. I don't but buy I do all. buy the, the the overarching theory that Kylo, and we haven't talked about the origin of the word name Kylo, right? Right. Do you know the origin? The origin is the KY comes from Skywalker and the LO okay. comes from Solo. Well, that was a fan theory. Well, it works. Yeah, okay. So, But, I mean, that, that that's not been okay. officially said or anything. But the idea that... I just want you to go back and maybe rethink saying the KY comes from Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we do need to do that. The, no, how, about right. the, uh, how about the theory that Snoke is a somehow survived the explosion of the first Death Star Grand Moff Tarkin? I hadn't heard that theory. Oh, that's I have not heard that theory. I've heard a dozen theories about Snoke. I have but not I, heard that one. I would buy that before I would buy uh, Plagueis, though. But I wanted to talk about the Kylo theory that I heard, which was that he, has, he is trying to infiltrate and co-opt the dark side and he has to prove himself to get in close enough to, to Snoke to deal with him, to, to take care of it but he's, he, he's on this slippery kind of path between the two. So he's Luke from Dark Empire? Kind of. Oh god. <laughs> the thing I, I like most which I think is really only hinted at but, but Maz says it out, out loud that in her thousand years it comes down between light and dark. It doesn't matter what they call themselves. Right. Because, right, mm. Kylo is one of the Knights of Ren. He's not a Sith. Right. Mm-hmm. Nor, is, nor is Snoke, as far as we're, we right. know. Right, and so I love that idea that they've, while making it more complicated in some ways, that character of Maz cuts to the center of, let's not forget, this is a story. This is a, a reality about good versus evil. Right. It doesn't matter what we call it. We know who the who the evil are. We know who the good are, and that's who we're going to root for. But it gets interesting when, when somebody when you fight a dragon, you become a dragon. That kind of right. thing. So I think also it was interesting. Speaking of him not being a Sith, displaying uh, force abilities that were specifically not Sith. He was not throwing force lightning. He was right. stopping blaster bolts midair. That was crazy. Oh my gosh, that, that was, was great crazy. See, yeah. And, and I loved saying, all I of that. And, and I've read criticism people like, we didn't see anything new. I'm like, are you kidding? Are you, there yeah. were things I had never thought would logically make, you know, like... In in six movies prior, including uh, let's let's go ahead and add Rebels and Clone Wars, we've, we've never seen any Force user uh, stop a la- drill a into somebody's mind to read their mind, stop right. laser blasts, create stasis fields around people. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the I love the end of that introductory scene when he leaves the field, and when he's out of camera, that's when the blast goes ahead and hits yep. the wall. It's fantastic. Yeah. I loved every second of that because it was it was dark side power we hadn't seen before. And, and I love you know the throwaway implications of the evil of 
the first order of taking those stormtroopers when they're children. Yeah. So interestingly enough, now of course that was developed for Force Awakens, but in uh, the uh, Jason Fry novels that took take place during Rebels, uh, they uh, are they canon or are they just legends? They now? are canon. Okay. Uh, they actually in the fourth one, uh, you meet Commandant Hux. Oh. In uh, oh. about five years prior to A New Hope. And so we can assume that's General Hux's grandfather. And he actually talks about his plan to start conscripting babies and training them from, from birth. Wow. Interesting. And that's a nice little setup to 30, you know, 35, 40 years later when they're actually doing that. Yeah, no, I, there were things, again, where the, where the movie underplayed some things. I really love that, too. So, I mean, we can all nitpick, but this is what it is being a Star Wars fan, right? We love to hate Star Wars. It's like being a star, you know, it, it, I, and I say that with affection. Yeah. It is fun to be able to sit here at this table tonight and talk about, well, what didn't work and still know that everyone at this table loved that movie. Enjoyed the hell out of the movie, sure. Yeah. Um, and, and that franchise. Shall we talk about the lack of Ray representation? Hashtag, where's Ray? Uh, in the Target action figure set. Yeah. So uh, I, I just saw this uh, on social media today. So Target, did I. Target has a six-figure, twelve-inch. And you know what's annoying to me is I've totally seen that set for like two months. Yeah, and, and, and never, never thought about it because I didn't know that Ray was going to be that big. I should have known she was going to be that big. Yeah. Oh yeah, she, but she was I, always. I was going to black out my own head. Like I didn't know anybody was going who was going to be what. Right. Um, so apparently, the six-figure set has all of the people from the the movie, including. Uh, just a, a TIE fighter pilot. Yes. There just a, a couple non-named pilot. characters, but no Ray. The protagonist of the entire film is not in this six-figure so this set. A, this is a Target exclusive. This is a Target that exclusive assembled. 12-inch. Right. You know, like those Titan Hero sets right, that you right, walk through? Right, right, right. Because yeah. I was in the Disney store today, and they had their 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 collection of, like, there must be 12 figures in this box, and she's right up in front. Oh, one of the little oh, yeah, there's one of those tons of Ray stuff out there, but yeah. the point is this Target exclusive that Hasbro put together yeah. has six 12-inch figures in it, and no, and no Ray. Ray. That's stupid. It's incredibly stupid. And if you tell me the boys wouldn't play with Ray, are you kidding they're me? Full of, you're full of crap. Yeah. Absolutely. It's you the know? old men in Target, the ones in no, the No, and I think that's really, tr- that, 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 that's really true. I mean, when I walked into the I had to take Luke into the Disney store after seeing Force Awakens, oh. not to buy anything, but because he said, "I said you want to." This he goes, "Yeah, I need something to cheer me up," oh. because he was so devastated by Han's fate, you know. But when I went in there, there were there had clearly been Ray figures; they were sold out. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, there were now. It, was, it doesn't hurt those particular Ray figures. I know which ones you're talking about. It doesn't hurt that they also come with a BBA. Oh, yeah, they do. BB-8 is an accessory for Ray. I like BB-8. BB-8 I I enjoyed way more than I even expected to, and I was expecting to enjoy them a lot. And how do you feel about the the theory now, Poe Dameron is going to turn out to be a gay character? I don't really care either way. I yeah, I don't think it matters, but I'm seeing. I a don't lot of, see it happening. I is think that I think an it's pretty theory, or is that just people saying, "Oh, we want Finn and Poe well, the to be only a the only reason I yes. would say that the the clue is that basically Finn and Ray echo Luke's rescue of Leia from the Death Star in four, and and Finn even has that line, "I I've come to rescue you." Right. 
You know, I'm, I'm going to say the the there's only two couples in the whole thing that are proven hetero, and one's even questionable. The first one is um, Aunt Beru and Uncle and Owen. Owen. Yeah, and we're not even sure if they had a solid relationship because no kids. And then the oh the, no, they did by three. Okay. But oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, but adopted. but we don't know why Han. No, but we knew the rest. We don't know why Han and Leah broke up. So are you saying it's Han and Chewie? Who knows? Hairy guys? No. Well, Is it we, bear? We, so we've got Han Bears and Leia as a hetero couple. We've got <laughs> Anakin and Padme as a hetero couple. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, it, uh, but ultimately. And there's the baby, but ultimately, ultimately, sexuality is beside the point. I don't care. No, I true. think I think they did establish that Finn is very interested romantically in Ray. I think so, but <clears throat> and and Poe's sexuality, I just don't care. If they if Ryan Johnson wants to turn it around and have Finn and, and Poe as a couple, great. Yeah, I just don't care because I think it is beside the point. So it's like I don't right. think of, I don't think of Han and Leia other than just if, you, if you hadn't had that "I love you, I know" moment. Would we, you know, think of them as the great romance? You know, I don't want to see a whole scene with them prancing down the field and stuff. You know, like no, but I would like Finn to say, "I love you" to Poe, and he says, "I know." I know. Well, sure. Okay, let me throw this out there. It just popped in my head. Probably popped in a lot of people's heads before mine. Poe and Kylo Ren, because Kylo Ren was certainly involved with the Resistance. Poe's the best pilot in the Resistance. And if you've read the Marvel graphic novel Shattered Empire by Greg Rucka, you'll know that Poe is set up to be an incredible force sensitive as well. Have you read? Yeah, I've not read Shattered, Shattered Empire. Empire so no. He's not born the by the time of it, but they do they do give an explanation as to why he because would be so tree? closely tied because of the tree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Did you see uh, Oscar Isaac explain why Poe is from Yavin? So Guatemala. yeah, so Yavin Four was originally shot in Guatemala. Oscar Isaac's from Guatemala. He said, "Hey, wouldn't it be great if Poe was was from Yavin?" And then they retroactively did it in oh, Shattered Empire. Cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, love it. Yeah, it was. That, I thought that was a fantastic. I mean, and, you know, I, I've been that I haven't seen other than we had a lot of pre-release, like you know, oh, there's a black stormtrooper and Star Wars is doing, oh, you know. God. But I mean, right now I feel like, look, here it is. This is the truly. Multicultural, absolutely. The next generation is is totally moving forward into the future, the way it should be. Absolutely. Did it pass that test? Where it's do the women it did talk pass about the Bechtel test? The Bechtel yes. test. Okay. And and man, I, and I love Ray. Where did, Ray it, as a where did it do that? Was that Maz and Ray? I, I yeah yeah I think they had, yeah, the, they the, had the, the stuff about the Jedi and possibly Leia and Ray. Yes, didn't exchange any. The words. only missed dramatic thing right. uh, a friend of mine well, criticized. May the force be with you. Uh, a friend of mine criticized. The only thing is that is that Chewbacca and Leia didn't get a moment after Han died. Yeah, I. You know what? Two two viewings, and I didn't notice that until a, po- a friend pointed out that Chewie just walks right by Leia, and I had no idea that that even happened. And then someone criticized. Well, you know, but she hugs Ray, and I'm like, no, I think that Leia and Han both know exactly who Ray is. We oh, just I disagree with that. We're just not into that privy to that information. Well, maybe Han Luke doesn't, but maybe Leia has a sense of it because I think, she is. I think, I think, I think Luke Leia knows who she is. No. I think Leia just senses the Force in yeah. Ray that could be. and goes, oh, I know that feeling. I got a warm fuzzy as soon as you landed. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Awesome. And out of this, you've been playing a lot of Battlefront. Battlefront, yeah. Oh, I Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I'm terrible at it, but it's, oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for somebody who doesn't play those kind of games a lot. So I, I, I've heard I've heard a lot of complaints online that it's not very deep and that there's not a whole lot to do. There's no single player on it. Uh, I don't care. It's really beautiful, and it's blasters and the Empire. Well, how much of a hardcore gamer are you? Uh, moderate. Because I think for people like... I'm probably less than moderate, sure. but to your level. For people like us, Battlefront would be an awesome game. I think if it's you great. Are as really long as you're a great gamer, it may not be as intriguing. Like I, I've talked to Justin about it a little bit yeah. Yeah. at his interest level. Justin being, for those who don't, is Rick's son, uh, that he's not as into. And my son, my son would like me to uh, get a PlayStation 4 so I can play Battlefront. Right. And I say, well, that'd be fine, except I'm still too interested in playing Infinity, and I still haven't played through the Star Wars games in Infinity yet. So, you know, it, it's... Uh, you can play it on the PC, too, right? It's PC... You can play Battlefront, Battlefront on PC, yeah. yeah. Uh, Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Correct. And PlayStation yeah. 3, I think, too. No, I don't no? think there's a 3. Don't there's not a 3? That's okay. why I needed to get a 4 oh, okay. in order to play it. And when I say need, it's a relative... In a year, I'll get the PS4 when it's much cheaper. Nobody cares and get Battlefront. Right. So, Drew, and, and how did how much. did it feel for you getting into it when you were just learning the game and you're playing online with other people? So, the the one nice thing is that it, uh, it's got a single or or co op mode to teach you how to play. Okay. Um, as far as first person shooters go, with a console, I'm I'm terrible at it. I have it for the PS4. Uh, uh, with a with a controller, I just am, I can't hit the, the broadside of a bantha. Um, so I am Which always the broadside on a bantha. Uh, I, I guess the side instead of the front. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, they don't say the broad front of a bantha. Yeah, the behind of a bantha. What is uh, the, or uh, I'm sorry, a hapabore. What is the uh, season of the forest bantha food? Isn't there a bantha food to that? Isn't there a bantha menu item for season of the forest? It's the Bantha Blue Milk. Uh, bread. Of course. Oh, okay. So the bread is blue. If you go to Disneyland, that, and and I guess Disney World, too. But, all right. I was just a, sorry. No, no, no. So um, We want to lead people in all you, their levels of fandom. What, if, you can play, you if you can play first-person shooters with a console, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I, I am consistent, consistently in the bottom quarter of, of the players out of, out of the But you 40, have a good time. But I have a great time. So, and you're going through these, they're like camp, big, big, how many people are you playing with at a time? 40. 40? 40. It depends on the on the, the game type. But Is it can, basically like capture the flag kind of stuff? You can do capture the flag kind of stuff. Control. There's walker assault, which is a very popular one, uh, which is, uh, you know, re- rebellion against Imperials, and the Imperials players are actually in the walkers. That's awesome. And, and you can get into snow speeders and try to tie up their legs and or just shoot them and it's uh it's a lot of fun so i yeah it's it's now another question to go with this is, is with a lot of ancillary materials people are buying the toys they want to buy but the books we've talked a little yeah. bit i'd say like shattered empire is great and rick uh made some reference to the marvel comics and i would say like right now they've released the first six issues of star wars as skywalker strikes yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I would recommend those. But you've read a lot of the tie-in stuff or are in the midst of reading a lot of the tie-in yeah. novels. Yeah. So if somebody walked out right now uh, or, or listened to this podcast, seen the movies, wants to get a book, which one would you say is the best one for enjoyability? Because, I mean, I'm sure there's a difference between 
what should you start with, and what's just the best written novel? For 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 straight enjoyability, I gotta go with Lost Stars. It uh, you gotta get that. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Uh, it's uh, set up as a young adult novel. Um, but it, who cares? It, it really, you know. So was Hunger Games. You know, it's right. it's it's fantastic, and it follows uh, a, two new characters to the Star Wars universe from childhood through I don't know thirty, and and it goes from before A New Hope all the way to end at the Battle of Jakku, uh, which is where, uh, in fact, uh, the. the uh, book has the Super Star Destroyer that you see the Falcon fly through uh, in Force Awakens is in the book. Uh, so you find out how, how all that stuff happened and got there. Fantastically written book. I've never cared for two, two characters more than I've cared for these in any of the Star Wars books I've, I've ever read. Wow. Okay. I love that book. So that's, that's Lost Stars. That's Lost Stars. Now for somebody who really wants more information on Force Awakens just came out uh, I believe it's only uh, ebook, and I haven't read it yet. But it's uh, before the awakening, and it's three short stories. I saw that list ones, on Amazon. Today, ones for yeah. Finn, ones for Ray, and ones for Poe. And apparently, from what I understand, Poe's actually ends up uh, finishes the, uh. the short story finishes up with his mission to Jakku to meet with Larsen. Okay, interesting. So uh, I've been intrigued. I mean, one thing I found interesting about the marketing here is how much. Of the Star Wars material is ebook only. Yeah, because there's a ton of short stories about ancillary characters from like Maz's castle yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Landry Walker uh, passes on his apologies. He's traveling tonight. Otherwise, he would have gladly joined us oh. tonight. But he yeah. said he was traveling for the holidays, which I understand. But he's the writer of the alien short stories that are like from different genres. There's a horror story. There's a western story. Right. Uh, he says the next time we're at Seven Stars. He'll try to make it, and we Excellent. can talk about it. For good, instance, good, good. Uh, the the gal that uh, at Maz's castle with the uh, black fingers that calls the first order and says BB-8 yeah, is here. So many ridiculous throwaways like that. Yeah. yeah, but she's got a full short story about her. <laughs> I know and, what I need to do on the internet tonight. Yeah, no. because I'm actually excited to do that. You know, I really <laughs> the only books that I'd read outside of when I was a kid reading. The original trilogy novels. I don't think I even read Return of the Jedi. I did read because that was Donald F. Glut was the Return yes. of the Jedi. Yeah, Red Splinter of the Mind's Eye, the Han Solo trilogy, the Lando Calrissian trilogy. Sure, and I didn't read anything. And fun again. books too. What? Fun books. Oh, fun books. Yeah, and read the uh, the Thrawn. Timothy Zahn the, the Thrawn the, the Thrawn trilogy. Right, and then nothing else after that. We're no. probably know, better off. Got busy, just like you know, whatever. Mm. Because so much of it. Point when there's so much, there's no way it's canon. And then I get, I take that back. I read the video game tie-in, whatever that. Uh, in between Empire and Return of the oh, right. Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Yes. Right. Because I that was love a huge Zizor. That was a Shizor. Shizor. There was a huge multimedia thing. It was yes. th- their yeah, experiment the with doing it somewhere. Yeah, that was their the experiment with album. doing everything for a movie without the movie. So they did the soundtrack, a comic book, a novel, yeah. a video game. I have a figures. complete set of the collectible cards, and I got the card, the that, cards. that got me the limited edition print by uh, the Hildebrandt brother. Oh, wow. It's framed in my living room. So And, and even Shadows of the Empire is no longer canon. Cool. So when you, when you talk about ancillary characters and stuff, 
when Kylo Ren come, Kylo Ren discovers that Ray has escaped, and he tears up that room. And you pull out of the room, and you see the two stormtroopers come around the corner. I love that minute. That was not that Tag moment. and Bank. Were you not thinking Tag? You were thinking Tag and Bank. I was thinking Tag and Bank, but it was I not Tag and Bank. I believe Kevin Rubio has claimed it is. What it reminded me of is, and it's a really obscure, but it's my one of my favorite moments in Batman history when the animated movies did uh, Mystery of the Batwoman. There's a scene where a guy breaks into a room where Batman is already investigating, and they just kind of look at each other for a second, and the the thief just sort of puts his hands up and backs away <laughs> and leaves, and Batman lets it go because the mystery is more important. Uh-huh. You know, it was like, it was that kind of just a great little moment, and of course we didn't know the stormtrooper that she overpowers mentally is right. Daniel Craig. Yes. Well, some of you didn't know that. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Sal. This is where your world... Did you just, like, lose it? My worlds have collided! <laughs> I had this feeling, and I was like, wait. I had a feeling. Was that the Daniel Craig cameo? Were you like that... Social media blew up. Like, some guy in the theater just screamed like a girl. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you that I went home immediately to look up if anyone had cited that yet. And by that time, Entertainment Weekly yeah. okay. posted po- something. Yeah. And I said, I was right. It was. <laughs> my, my favorite part of it, though, was, was Craig's reaction months and months ago when he's like, oh, are you kidding? I'm, why, why would, I, I, why would I ever do that? Uh, you know, a cameo in some movie that no one's like ever When he talks about not wanting to be Bond again, it's like, you realize that, ha- that Craig gets that half of his job as an actor is performing as himself. Is lying to people about what he wants to do and right, what he's right, doing, right. you know. So anyway, enjoy well, that to make sure his next next set of negotiations is no tempered absolutely. the right way. Um, since we're here, since we and, we're, and we've just we've mentioned the food you can get at uh, at the Disney parks for the Star Wars season of the Force. But we are here at the Seven Stars Bar and Grill, and we have partaken of some of their Star Wars themed cocktails. Yes. Indeed. Shall we talk a little bit about the fantastic Star Wars-themed cocktail menu sure. you can get here at Seven Stars? I can't catch... I don't see Paul around. Otherwise, I'd love he's to have been, him he's in. He's been wandering. Well, this is, a, this is a Star Wars night for him. He is serving his people. So I understand. Because, again, the South Bay Star Wars Club is here. there right now. Uh, you know, and again, come into this place. Uh, look it up. Seven Stars Bar and Grill. You can find an ad for it on Fanboy Planet. And just be surrounded. Know that this is your place if you the, are a Star the Wars The density fan. of decoration is, has grown a lot Absolutely. in the last six months. And there are so many people that we entertain as guests on the podcast. Look at this wall behind us. Elsewhere you know. who just go, who just say, you make this place sound like it's the most fun. We wish we lived in San Jose. So come to San Jose and come to this bar. But let's talk about these drinks. So... What have we had here on the menu? Uh, we've had... You guys are having the Darth Maul right you now. You and I had the Darth Maul. I'm having a Darth Maul. Didn't so what do you think? Didn't you have a Darth Maul? I had a Darth Maul. You had a Darth Maul. Uh, it was fruity, yet fun, much like Ray Park. So, no, I don't know that. I made uh, the mistake of not stirring mine up. I stirred mine up a little bit. Yeah. I didn't want to ruin the effect. I like the, the effect. colors being separated. The, the dark cloud on top. Yes, and, yes. yes. It, the, uh, the, I found this a satisfying cocktail. In a pint glass. It's a huge cocktail. It's in a. It's served in a twelve ounce gl- uh, pint glass. Pint glass. In a pint ounce glass. Sixteen. Yeah. Well, with a ice. Ounce pint glass. He has drank the whole thing. So he has drank okay. the whole. There's at least four I ounces have. of ice in there. Based on the ingredients, a little bit of a, of a mai tai meets the dark side yeah. kind of thing going yeah. on. 
I had the Darth Vader earlier. Oh my gosh! How which, was that? which is, I mean, that's an actually it's practically a black drink. I have to look at the ingredients again to figure out how they made it black. Uh, but it's uh, got a little bit of everything, uh, so it will. It is not a weak drink. <laughs> I know there's a quote that I should be able to come up with correspond with this but it is a uh, one sip and you've gone to the dark side <laughs> pretty that's much. pretty much it and i tried the blue milk yes how was the blue milk the blue milk was a uh, very frothy it's like a whipped chocolate vodka it, is yeah that what so it is? it's chocolatey but it's it's actually a sky blue color which was uh is there grenadine oh, not not grenadine uh, um blue curacao blue curacao is there blue curacao, yeah. blue curacao okay. on there so and a little so, actual milk too and, right and a little milk and uh and a and a chocolate vodka and, you know, it was tasty. It's a great dessert drink, I'd say. Don't start the night that way and order one at the end. Now, we've been here time, time before. Don't they have, do they have a lightsaber as well? Yes, they do. He is still not taking my recommendation that there is no Hans shot first on the menu. But still, I, you know, I really want that to happen. Hans shots? Shots first, first yes. Uh, maybe they just <laughs> line them up. only. Hans shot yeah, only? Only. Oh, I hi, love... Nate. That ramping up to this film, they had to ha- get legal co- consultation. You see an article about why Han would be defensible legally for having shot Greedo? Because he would have felt that he was truly in imminent danger. It's far, far away, they, and it's a long, long time ago. Nobody cared. Yeah, exactly. The, I mean, there's, yeah. Ben cut off a dude's arm in that cantina. It's yeah, so I'm, true. I think it's pretty much anything, anything goes. I, I am a little upset that nobody lost a, a limb in this movie, in Force Awakens. Five planets got destroyed. Well, I know it's not it's not graphic, uh, which I, I would say is impressive. There were, there were was, limbs lost in every other one. I thought that Ben that, that Kylo Ren was going to lose something, and then they showed both of his hands. Yeah, and then I thought no, because if they actually had yeah. cut off his hand, it would have been people would have gone. It's too obvious. Oh, for a second, I thought he lost a leg. Yeah, I thought that too. So. It was so, only a flesh wound. It does, yeah, it does luckily, seem, yeah, like and luckily his hair never lost its shine. It does seem like the the lightsabers were had more resistance from fabric in this one. That I mean, you couldn't like like just swing it through somebody. They you know like get the shoulder and bounce off. You kind know of. what? Well, his hyper perhaps. crystals. His, what his they used wasn't. To be. No, well, his, his actually isn't. isn't. If you look at the visual dictionary, he has a cracked kyber crystal, yeah, which is yeah. why. Which is why it needs venting off the sides, and that's what the quillins are. <laughs> no, no, that's part of your Jedi training is learning that's, how to tune your lightsaber, and that's why it's 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 as staticky oh, no, no. as as, as, it, as it's it kind it of the is. flame effect. No, no, I, I, it's just one of those things when we you you were saying like a movie has to stand on its own, but there's so much explanation that requires my purchasing the one book. By the way, that there was no way it had crossed my mind until tonight I would want to purchase. And now I feel like I have to at least get it for my son. Oh, yeah. Your son will love it. Force Awakens Visual Dictionary. I'll play the Jedi's advocate here and say (laughs) that... I think, wouldn't it be the Darth's advocate? Well, perhaps. But you don't need to know that. It's oh, I didn't need helpful. to know. Right. It's, yeah. it's yeah. interesting. It's, no, he, it's, for, it's for the people who complain that there were quillings I sat at right. a table where we got nerdy, and it's my fault. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tried to be impressive with a kyber crystal, and ooh, Darth Maul got to my tongue there. <laughs> a crystal. <laughs> a I'm crystal? having a crystalist. I'm crystallizing. <laughs> uh, well, there was also the, the whole thing about that, that. Remember how controversial his 
saber was when we first saw it with the two blades yes. coming out. The Quillins, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you when you, when he used it to turn it and and drive those into a shoulder, I mean, it's it's that's typical um, medieval sure. right, sword play, right. and it made sense to have that kind of thing in a saber fight. I, I also liked the fact that all of the saber fights that were in the movie were far more reminiscent of the original trilogies. Yes. Uh, slow plodding. Um, they were actual fights. They weren't special effects right. extravaganzas. Right. Well, no, and I had no problem with it in the prequels because that was the Jedi at their prime. Everything was at their prime. All these, right. these were mm-hmm. these were brawlers. Plus, you were putting Christopher Lee against uh, Yoda. Yoda. So exactly. Both of them needed to be CG'd. I understand that. But uh, I, I thought that was... Uh, very, very uh, well done that they, they went back to the more basic uh, All right. fighting. So, Well, we've had a very, very Star Wars-y episode. Let us turn just for a minute to the only franchise that comes even close in our hearts, which God is which is what, uh, Nate? Oh, he left. The only franchise that comes close to Star Wars would be Big Trouble in Little China. That's right. No. It would be Not Doctor quite a Who, franchise. which is we just want to bring out Doctor Who. Mention that there's a humble bun, a fantastic humble bundle deal right. there's coming up currently in this humble bundle, which you can get you can get everything for fifteen dollars. There are fourteen separate episode big finish productions, audio which is the drama, audio yeah. dramas that we've all gushed about before on this set with a number well, of you different, and I have with, with a number of. A number of different doctors involved, including the the new new breed and some of the old breed. There's also a fifteenth volume which has big finish production ancillary stuff, stuff that isn't Doctor Who, but is stuff that they produce. Um, I, I can't bring any of the titles together to, forward in my mind right because now because we've been Darth Mauled. Um, but so that's about it. It's about a dollar an episode for things that normally would cost you about ten, ten to fifteen dollars to get digitally. So an amazing, an amazing um, bargain to get, just go to humblebundle.com. There are two button, two buttons. You'll be looking at one that isn't the doctor, but if you look at the top, there'll be a Doctor Who button, bundle button. You hit that one, and uh, this is just—it's going on for the next thirteen days. So All right, we'll be checking that out. Through the end of the year. And, of course, at the beginning of 2016, we'll probably talk about that in two days we get the Christmas special reuniting, if you will, Peter Capaldi, not really reunited, reunited the Doctor and River Song. Husbands Ooh. of River Song. But for the first River time Song. that the actors are sort of age-appropriate for yes. each other. Yes. It should be interesting. It should be very very I thought she was always age appropriate. No, no, no. I you know, I I think it's just funny how I felt almost a relief for the past few weeks of not having a Doctor Who episode uh-huh. to, you know, because it's like I can I can focus on so Ash versus stuff. Evil Dead. Yeah. Oh, yes. Catch up on a little other stuff. Oh god, Ash versus Evil Dead. It's so and good. I love that the marketing was for those who can't do math, like last week's episode has a preview that says only one episode left until the final episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's such a Sam Raimi joke. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that I, I was just as I was starting to feel that itch of like, I, I need a new Doctor Who episode. It's going to be in two days and realizing, oh, 
I'm going to be, you know, it's Christmas night. Christmas. I will actually be able to watch it. Is it coming out at night or during the day? Nine o'clock on Christmas night. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and BBC America sent me to, something today confirming that, reminding us all, you know, so, yeah. So, very, very excited. Looks like a great episode from the preview. I'm enjoying the crap out of this season, I, you know, and, and looking forward to this Christmas episode. We're, we're a little bit behind. I'm not going to say today. I'm just, no, and, yeah. but I'm just, I, I'm just saying we're, we're behind because we have a great relationship, my wife and I, and we want to watch. And, it's a, the, and the Doctor, Doctor Who was at the heart of it. Well, yes. we want to watch Doctor Who together, and so we have to coordinate our schedules, busy as they are, to when we can actually see them, the episodes together. So we're about four behind right now. Oh, perfect. And I have a feeling we're going to do probably Christmas Day all day long. Yeah. And then finish on Christmas night. And then you're going to turn to her and say, I guess we're going to be neighbors through this marathon. Wow. Yeah. Brought it full circle. I never really really thought about my wife would take that. uh, No, I I know. No, don't take advice. She's not listening. I'm just thinking in terms of, of... Oh, when I introduce myself to the woman, I'd be spending the next twenty hours next to. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's not listening, don't worry. No, yeah, don't worry. She, I, my wife. Yeah. yeah, no, you're here so that she won't have to listen, right? Well, she she tends to listen to see uh, to make sure I was actually here. Oh, we took care of that a long time e- e- ago. Every time I say these things about, oh yeah, I'm going to go record the podcast with the boys. She's like, uh huh. What's the <laughs> No, and the sad thing is, you're really coming to record the podcast with the boys. <laughs> Oh, and we wouldn't have it any other way. What are you wearing? <laughs> Khakis. <laughs> uh, if I could have worn a Star Wars-themed shirt, I would have, but I came from work. So anyway, hey, thank you all for listening. If you're picking this up on iTunes, uh, please rate us, review us, subscribe, tell your friends. You can do the same on podcast.com, on Podcast Pickle, on the Stitcher app. Do all those things. Of course, you can find us at fanboyplanet.com, where each and every podcast has its own page. And if there's something we talked about tonight, especially the Star Wars books, and you cannot find it at your local store, please use the Amazon link that we helpfully provide for you, and we get a tiny, tiny little kickback to help support us. And if you'd like to just support us and and are enjoying this podcast, please go ahead and use the PayPal app there. Uh, And, of course, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism... Concerns about what's going to happen in Episode 8, or Rogue One for that matter, please write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Sal Pizarro. I'm Drew Campbell. I'm Dave Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Comic book stuff. This is the funny pages. Ironically, you sound just like the guy who drew the original funny books of Star Wars. <laughs> Howard Chaykin feels exactly really? the same way. Oh, he hates it. Yeah. Okay. He believes that Star Wars ruined America.
Am I sounding oh, so Star Alicus. Wars brought America Am I sounding buzzy? You're sounding really loud. You really do loud. sound a little buzzy, but now okay. I sound a little buzzy. Okay, how about now? It might be the Darth Maul. Maybe. Oh, no, you, you, it'd just be the condenser mic. It's, yeah, it's, you're pretty strong. Okay, let's see. The good thing is that I isolate each one of the one of the mics on in software so I can bring them up or down independent of the other ones later. So Fancy. Yeah. It's like it's okay. 2012, uh, 2015 or some shit. 2012. Ooh. What? Yeah. I didn't hear you. What? What? Sal, so let me hear what? you again. Who? Talk. I'm talking once again. I'm looking. Oh, look. More Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Still first season. More Christmas at the Cranks. All these people are starting to wonder now what we're doing. We're doing a commentary for Christmas with the Cranks. Right. This is the new, for the uh, Criterion Edition. This That's is right. uh, second audio. No, the Fanboy Jamie Fan Lee Curtis is dedicated to uh, Tim Allen films. And, Indeed. Uh, After this is the Santa Claus 3. I got that trilogy set on Blu-ray hey, last year Tom by Axel by actually not checking the box on no I didn't want that on the Disney movie club Nathan Tom Poston best known for his is, role is that like the Black Columbia Santa okay everybody yes. everybody quiet so I can Nate. Did, did you video call me on purpose oh shit did I video hey ha- look the lights hey uh, okay sorry I'll hang up and try again yeah we do not want to okay. see this put some pants on Hello, how are you? You sound better. Great, grand, wonderful. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Scrumtralescent. Is that a word? Fantastic. Scrumfalescent? Scrumtralescent. Tralescent. That's when your scrum actually glows in the dark. Scrumalicious? Indeed. What's the weather like down there, Nathan? Uh, Not bad. Not bad bad at all. Give me details. Clear skies. It was probably about 68 today. It rained the last couple days. I mean, by rained, I mean it sprinkled in the nighttime. Okay. I never witnessed it. I just saw water on the ground later in the day. Okay, you're dialed in. I want to hear Drew again. Uh, here I am. What would you like me to say? I Talk about how excited you are to get back on the stage. Oh, yeah. I am terribly excited to do a play again after a year and a half away from acting at all, except for in Jason Salazar videos. Are, are you going to be uh, naked in this play? I will not God be naked it. in this play. Shit! I'll be right back. Oh, I thought that was a response. To I, thought he, I thought he was upset that I wasn't going to be naked in this play. I, I wondered why he had to go right then. <laughs> well, you know. You know. <laughs> it's Nate. He'll be back in about 15 seconds. Yours? Where's mine? Did you lose your beer? Huh? Don't mess with me with this alcohol. I haven't had any alcohol, so there's no excuse for me being all messed up. 
fruity yet satisfying. It's too bad we can't have Stephanie on breathing into a microphone. She won't say anything anyway. No, she'll just be breathing. Yeah, I know. Look, that's not why you're down here. I'm no longer going to attempt that ever again. Sure. Okay. Okay. I think I've decided that's all the way over there. All right. So, we're going to talk about Star Wars. Are we going to have any structure? Fear not, gents. I'm back. Uh, we can talk about various controversies. Oh, thank God. You know, there's big uh, no Ray action figure. Uh, Wait a minute. I've seen sold tons of Ray action figures. They're, they're Hashtag separately. where's Ray? They're, they're not in the set. But not in the sets. So, except in the Disney store. So there's uh, aggravation there. We can talk about uh, Drew having played Battlefront. Now we and uh, we'll go larger there. I just wanted to have a nice low key. I got Drew, my Disney Drew Infinities. Drew and I, I also that. did the marathon. Yeah, we can talk about yep, the marathon. We can talk about that. Yep. Okay. And indeed, we can talk about the Disney Infinities. Talk yeah. about all talk my Force Awakens complaints. I have, not, I have not opened it. I bought it for Luke because it was on sale at Toys R Us on Sunday, so he's getting it on Christmas tomorrow. Christmas there, were, Eve tomorrow. there were a couple of figures I would have, rather, uh, I've would got have liked to have had in that that they didn't have. The only having four to represent the whole movie is kind of well, weak. That's about how they've been doing most of them, though. Yeah, but Captain Phasma has been getting a lot more play elsewhere, and well, she didn't get any play in the movie, so right. That's that's been. Oh, we still got a Boba Fett. Please, Phasma still had more screen time than Fett, and I say that with pain as a Fett, as a Boba sexual. <laughs> wow. No details. Do I have to sit next to him? You know, every time I say that, you make that line. So you know, I've said that many times, and I mean no details. None, just someday he's I'm no gonna, good to your dead. Someday I'm going to slip up and not say just it. Just check. He's your, no good to you, dead. He's no good to me. Just check your helmet before you put it on. That's all I'm saying. Wow. I like the the fact they've got so many voice changing toys too. They've got they've yeah. got the stormtrooper, Captain Phasma, Kylo. Yep. And I swear there's a fourth one. Jar Jar. <laughs> that's that's this. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I, you know, I, am gonna, I got the toy now. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going to, you know, pause it. Snoke is going to turn out to be Wicked. Oh, you know, that's Snoke is Snape. Sn- Snoke is Snape. Ren is Snape. Ren is Snape. Pretty much. Although, actually, he has much better hair than Snape it was ever. <laughs> so, do you, you mean that as far Snape. as the theory of uh, what's going on? That he's Snape? No, I mean... That he's Snaping it. I, no. I have heard that theory as well. So I, let's get it started. I, okay. Yeah. There's already so let's, much... Let's not discuss theories theory. without recording. Okay. Nathan. Are we Nate, are you there? Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me, Nathan? I can hear you, Charlie. <laughs> I'm going to count to three now. Backwards. Three, two, one. Ooh, listen up and boy. I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. 
I'm Sal Pizarro. I'm Drew Campbell. I'm Dan Casta. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Use the force. May the force be with you always. always. Tell your friends. You should have had you should have had dueling Alec Guinness impersonations. You know, we didn't get into what we didn't even get into. I was going to ask. We didn't even get into the the Obi Wan line in in her Force vision. You mentioned, oh yeah, but you mentioned which had Obi Wan. The one I haven't looked up was the Max von Sydow role, role, and where's he come from? And he says some things that are kind of lead in without answers. Yeah, yes, he does. Uh, She'll always be a princess to me, or always be royalty. Well, he's a member of the Church of the Force. I'm not kidding. A, a, a sect that uh, follows the tenets of the Jedi without actually being force sensitive. From sort of what like I've actual Catholics, yeah. From what I've gathered, he was kind of uh, the Star Wars equivalent of Indiana Jones and was helping Luke find Jedi temples. Okay, and that's how he has the map. I was very disappointed, honestly, that his part was so small. Oh yeah, yeah. after oh, yeah. such buildup. But that follows the Star Wars tradition of the characters you're the most excited about. Yeah. The action so, figures so, you'll play with forever right. are the ones that get three minutes of screen time. You, you, you think a lot of like a again? You think a lot of kids are going to play with a? You think a lot of kids are going to play with the Max von Sydow uh, action figure? No, no, but I think the Captain Phasma and uh, what's the um, the one that got cut out of the movie entirely? Oh yeah, Constable Zuvio, Sarko yeah. Plank. Yeah, what happened? Uh, how about Luke Skywalker? Huh? What? Two seconds of screen time. I, I can't hear that you. Guy, Luke, there can only be Luke. Luke only got two seconds of yeah. screen time. But what a two seconds. Which someone, and I have to look this up, but someone has pointed out that it's actually almost, that his scene is almost a shot for shot of a, a of a, a closing of one of the, se- of the last season of Father Ted. <laughs> okay. And it's on an island that is like right wow. next to the island that they shot Father Ted. I did think it was interesting that we had to watch 25 minutes of Ray climbing stairs to get to I him. thought it was the Princess Bride. I was sure that Andre the Giant was at the top. I want to take some I want to take that footage when it comes Derek, out. Thanks for the reminder. And somehow CG in the arrow, the fire arrow shooting from one part of the island to hit the 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 from arrow, the 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 bonfire. When he's yeah. getting rescued in the first episode, you don't remember that. You, you don't watch I, Arrow. I, I I watch Arrow, but I don't remember that. the first episode when it's just not as iconic as you think it is. I just think it'd be funny. I, Have I it going know. on in the background. Oh, I, oh, I know it's still going to happen. I, I want I her to pull out it. a katana and and oh, hand yeah. it to him. And the what? I wanted her to pull out a katana and hand it to <laughs> him. <laughs> there can be only force. With the Queen music in the background. That's right. Or the Roger Bellerin uh, music actually. Who wants to be a Jedi? <laughs> Who Sorry. wants to be a Jedi? I love that. All right. No. All right. Okay, All right. cool. It's very loud in here. Nathan. Merry Christmas, Merry Nathan. Merry Christmas, Nathan. Merry Christmas. See you yes. the day after. I will be at Lonald's White Elephant Party. Yeah, I got to confirm for that because I, I bought a White Elephant gift last week. And then I didn't go to the other White Elephant Party I was going to go to. So I have a White Elephant gift. Uh, Alrighty, man. All right, Merry Christmas. Good night. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Merry.
God bless us, everyone. Indeed. So is the title of this episode going to be We Got Darth Mauled? We Got Darth Mauled? It might just be nothing but Star Wars. Don't let it end.